Okay. Once you get to the car. Um, how's your day going? I'm Tell doing... me about your podcast. Say it again. Tell me about your podcast. Tell me about it. Yeah, so basically it's um, it is a podcast dedicated to, well, it's about entrepreneurship and business. So I'm from Virginia, so I... um. You know, interview different business owners and that's ask them about their journey and, you know, whatever business that they do and just, um, you know, give advice and just talk about, you know, the do's and don'ts and, you know, how can you become a better person and just a whole bunch of different things, man. So you actually are my first guest outside of Virginia. So I'm very excited. Yes, yes, sir. Um, I'm glad you have me on. Thank you. Most definitely. All right. I'd love to talk about that kind of stuff. It's a little bit. It's different than the normal questions about boobs and butts I get asked. So right. Yeah, most definitely. Capturing the world. For my nigga Diddy View, I think I see his vision too. Purple rain over Central Park, chilling with my homes. Big pops and Chardes, the rocks and Chardonnays. My gas, he sassy, so my penthouse, my balloon. We doing it big, it's going down 911. I'm doing it big, pulling up in the 911. I've been trying to fuck for months. Baby girl is now and never got the condo on the beach. So through our storms, we shall weather. Uh, we shining when it's pitch dark. Yeah, this bitch a movie, but this time I play a big part. Uh, and look at what I'm accomplishing I'm beating niggas by margins Bigger than friend talking and Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is David Carmichael II, and this is the Caption World Podcast, episode 26. I just want to give a shout-out to all our Spotify listeners, Apple Podcast listeners, and our YouTube viewership. And um, we have another special guest on the podcast, a real good special guest. I know a lot of y'all know about him, um, Mr. Dr. Miami. He uh, He's a plastic surgeon. Um, he's worked with dozens of celebrities, such as um, Sky off the Black Ink crew um, and different A-list celebrities. Um, he became famous for, you know, at, um, airing his surgeries on social media. And it yep. got over like two million viewers a day and um, has a show on WeTV. Um, he also appeared on the Win- Wendy Williams show, Steve Harvey show, Dr. Oz, um, the Today Show, TMZ, The Breakfast Club. So he had many appearances. So yeah, man. Um, introducing Dr. Miami. Um, he's also the inaugural president of the World Association of Russo Surgeons. Yep. So man, he's doing a lot, man. He's um, he's a real big figure. Um, so yeah, man. So let's start with that. Uh, so what made you? I, I you know I've, I've read that you started that um, with the World Association of Russo Surgeons as a what as a way to kind of um get the word out there on how to you know, be a part of a, um, different plastic surgeries and I guess give the history to behind, behind that and people can know more information about it. Yeah, it basically, th- th- thank you very much for the introduction, by the way, it, it's the world association of Google surgeons was formed to, um, basically to educate the public and educate other surgeons on the safest ways to, uh, to make the butt bigger because 
it's such a popular operation, such a popular procedure that the demand for it kind of outstripped the supply and knowledge of surgeons and the public. So people were going into back alleys and shooting all kinds of illegal stuff into their butt or right. going to countries or places or with surgeons that might not um, have the proper training and, and people were dying. And right. so uh, the idea was to organize all the surgeons we cut around the world. We have almost 180 surgeons now, 40 some odd countries mm-hmm. um, that do these, these kinds of surgeries. Um, and we try, you know, through social media, through traditional media, through podcasts like this, just get the word out, um, how people can find safe surgeons and also to educate the public so they know what kind of questions to ask, right. you know, so that's, that, that's, that was the impetus behind that. But I, I know your program it talks about a business and, uh, entrepreneurship and things like that. And, you know, people don't, people don't always realize it, but being a doctor is like running a small business. It is a small business. Exactly. Um, you know, unless you work for a big hospital chain or something, but the majority of doctors are just essentially small businessmen. You have to think about um, think of it that way. Mm-hmm. So all the tra- all the things, especially in, in the kind of work that I do, which is elective medicine, um, you, you got to think about all the things a business person does, like uh, overhead and uh, management and marketing and uh, life work balance, things like that. So right. I'm happy to, to talk and answer any questions you have about that. Um, and hopefully that help uh, give advice and inspire some people out there that are listening. Okay. Yeah, most definitely, man. So um, my next question, I know that, you know, you're called your doctor Miami and your business ran in the Miami area, but um, yeah. is that where you're from or are you uh, from somewhere else? Um, yes. I'm actually originally from New York, Okay, uh, but I've been in Miami since 96. I came here right after medical school. And uh, so the last uh, 23, 24 years I've uh, been here. Um, this, this is my home now, as for my kids are born and raised and everything. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and, and, you know, Miami's a great city for plastic surgery, as you know. Right, sure. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. sometimes it's good to go into a business and, and, like, and like, make the business fit the environment, you know. Um, like, uh, you know, if you're going to open a computer uh, or something technology, you might want to be in Silicon Valley, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to be a plastic surgeon, Beverly Hills, Miami, New York, those are the places where people go and think about it. So. Basically, like also, in big cities. That's good advice for anybody to open up a business. Right. Yeah, that's where, that's where I guess, that's where all the money is, probably those those three cities you just named. And um, Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, I've been to Miami before too. I've been there once. Um, it's a real beautiful city, man. I'm um, definitely got to make it. Yeah, it's really day. nice. It's really, really nice. And the weather, you know, it's weather is nice all year round. Exactly. You know, bikinis. Uh, people wear bikinis. People are very body conscious. So it really is a perfect fit for plastic surgery. Most definitely, man. Um, so yeah, so you said, um, you know, you went to school for that, and uh, so what school did you go to? I, I can imagine it's a lot of years of school. You know, it's a lot of years. It's a lot of years of school. Um. So after high school, I went to community college in uh, New York. Then I went to transfer from there to Brooklyn College. And then from there to a medical school in St. Louis called Washington University in St. Louis, Missouri. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after medical school, came down to Miami and trained in general surgery at uh, Hospital Miami Beach and then University of Miami for plastic surgery and the Cleveland Clinic for aesthetic surgery. So it's like after high school, it's a good, uh, you know, 15 years of more, of more education training wow. where you can even like open the door to your business right. so it's a long long time commitment for those of people who are listening you're thinking I want to be a plastic surgeon 
it's a great career, but it's 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 very, you have to be able to think long term, like delay your gratification. Right. For many years. Yeah. So yeah. It's not, it's not a get quick. It's not like a get rich quick kind of thing. It's like a, you know, it, it takes like twenty years to be an overnight success. You know what I mean? Exactly. So you got to really put the time and the work in. It's just not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, but I can imagine that being a long time because you know it's that's real serious business being a doctor of any type of um field. You yeah. know, you're you're um you're the one behind people's you know people die from surgeries and stuff like yes, that so it's yes, like very it's serious very right. serious and nobody can't anybody to be a plastic surgeon that's a sur- do, do surgery overall so like they got to make sure you know what you're doing before you start yeah. pre- working on people so yeah. i can i can imagine yeah. why that takes so long so but yeah um that's crazy so um so what, what made you want to be a plastic surgeon what made you want to like uh, pursue that career field so, you know, I, I, I've always wanted to be a surgeon since I was a little kid. I used to watch a TV show called MASH. Yeah. Alan Alda, it's on, it's on Hulu or Netflix now. But I, I, that, I just, it just looks so cool watching, you know. I, I didn't realize that it was like a sitcom with actors. To me, it was real. And uh, I just thought, oh, that looks like a really nice, a cool job. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to when I was in college and I was pre-med, I didn't know what kind of surgeon I wanted to be. I thought maybe a neurosurgeon or orthopedic surgeon, trauma surgeon. Yeah. I really know too much about plastic surgery. Um, and just by luck, I, I ended up in a plastic surgeon's office because um, my uh, my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, she had a, a scar that she needed fixed. Mm-hmm. And that was the first plastic surgeon I ever met. And uh, on, in, his, in his office, he had a picture, he had a book of before and after pictures. And it just blew me away. Remember, this is back before the internet, back before digital photography. Right, People right. really didn't see pictures of plastic surgery anywhere. Um and so that was my first introduction to it. And the next summer I started medical school and I just went right to the Department of Plastic Surgery and I said, I want to be a plastic surgeon. Teach me everything I, I can. That was, that was a long time ago. Yeah. That was uh, 28 years ago. Man. <laughs> time flies, doesn't it? <laughs> time flies. Uh, yeah. So, um, okay, man. So you've been in the game for a long time. So my next yeah. question is, <laughs> um, I, I mean, I, I've know I know plastic surgery has been around for a long time, um, but yeah. do you think like social media and reality TV oh, enhanced yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, social media is just exploded it. It's just because social media and, and camera, you know, smartphones is like such a visual medium. Mm-hmm. People are always looking at themselves, taking pictures of themselves, comparing themselves to others. It's like it, it's just increased the demand for plastic surgery by many, many fold. Um, and also, it's allowed people to tell their stories and yeah. admit to their plastic surgery in a way that people were not able to before, maybe didn't want to before. So I'd say the last 10 years, um, social media demand has increased tremendously. It's just, it's just good timing. Yeah, it is good timing. And like to add on what you just said, like I know I just, and I'm 29 years old, and but I know like I first started hearing about like, what plastic surgery was. Um, I don't know if you know the show called Extreme Makeover. Remember that show? Yep. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Early 2000s. Yeah. Early 2000s. So I was like, what kind of show yeah. is this? What are they What are they doing to these people? But it was real uh-huh. interesting and it kind of shit for me. It, that was my first time really hearing about like what that really was and what, how, you know, the yeah. procedures are behind it and all that. And, you know, people give people a lot of flack for, for trying to, you know, for getting those surgeries. Um, but yes. but what do you think about like people 
I mean, I, I, I believe it's more accepted now because it's, it's seen yes. a lot. Um, but what do you think about people that say it's, it's bad or um, people that get plastic surgery have low self-esteem? Like, I mean, well, what, do you, what do you think about your, your, that? Your, your first point is right, that nowadays it's much, much more accessible than it was in 2000 or 2003, whenever Extreme Makeover came out. It's much, much more common and much more easy to talk about. Um, you know, the arguments that people make against plastic surgery, they really don't make sense, like, on, on many levels. You know, people people will say things like, oh, you, it's all vanity, you shouldn't change your body. And yet, in the same breath, they'll, they, they have no problems, you know, putting braces on a 12-year-old, you know, if their teeth, if their smile's not straight or their teeth right. are crooked or something. And uh, it's almost like child abuse if you don't fix your kid's teeth, you know. <laughs> right. Just let the teeth rot out of it. But that's just, you know, that that's also just plain vanity as well. It's not like you can't live without braces. Um, so that that argument, I think, is kind of silly. And then they're like, oh, well, this is the way God made you. But you know what? You could say that about anything. God, God everybody's born naked. And, uh, you know, we, we would have to live um, in caves and be naked if, if, if all we were uh, supposed to do on this earth is just, you know, accept everything the way things are. I think right. God put us on this earth to make things better. You know, exactly. to give the, the gifts that he's given us and the natural resources he's given us to improve the world. And I think plastic surgery is one of those things. And you made it, you mentioned self-esteem. It, it, you're exactly right. It's about improving self-esteem. People who get plastic surgery, they do it for one reason, to make themselves feel better about their bodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's the same reason people go to the gym. You That's know, true. People go to the gym for that. You know, besides being healthy, it also they want to look better. Same reason women go to uh, the salon to get their hair done or then get a, a haircut. Or you or why you get new clothes or, 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 or drive a, a, a nicer car. You want to look better, you want to feel better. I mean, if you started with that argument, then you could just, where does it end? You know, then we should all right. just, you <laughs> know, going forever. You can... cloths and, uh, you know, uh, not care about anything. Right. right. So that, that's how I would answer those critics. I mean, that's a real good point, man, because, you know, sometimes we are quick to judge, but we don't really think about our right. own selves and what we do. It's like, it's easy to say, well, you know, since you haven't had that procedure, it's like, oh, well, I'm fine with my body because I haven't got it. Why are you doing it? And it's like, right. we just don't think about the things that we do that doesn't require, like it's other things that, that you, like you said, that you can relate to that, like going to the gym, buying those pairs of sneakers, different, you know, those sneakers you want or that outfit yeah. you want. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. anything, man, anything. You can use a lot of things to, to, to compare to that, you know? So, right. yeah, I mean, I mean we just, as long as, as long as the surgery is done safely, you know, and then you understand the risks and benefits, it's like anything else in life. You know? I mean, nothing, nothing is a hundred percent guaranteed, and nothing is a hundred percent safe. I mean, you could get hit by a car crossing the street, but we still do it anyway because we know that you know you got to get across the street. You know, right. so sometimes for your self-esteem, this is that you, you got to cross that street, and for a lot of women, because women make up the vast majority of plastic surgery, about eighty-five percent or more. A lot of women, that's 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 what they need. That's what they want to do. Um, although men are more and more increasingly uh, using plastic surgery as well, so um, I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I was just about to ask you that. Um, I know it's it, you know 
we see it, it seems like women are the main ones getting plastic surgery from what we see on TV and all this stuff. But, like, what kind of procedures do men get? Or, you know, is that, you know, like, what kind so, of stuff do they get done? So men get, um, the, the you know, liposuction. They get nose jobs, chin implants, uh, gynecomastia. You know, man boobs, you know, we have a little extra tissue behind the nipple. Right. On the breasts. Um, those are very popular with men. There's even a new penis implant that you can put in to make your penis longer and thicker. So, I mean, those are all male obviously oriented surgeries right. and of course facelifts is as men get older they get facelifts also okay look younger okay awesome man um yeah and i think i think it's just yeah people really i guess shame women a, a lot because you know that's what we see yeah. but i mean you know we can't forget that you know it's men out there to get that stuff too so let's you know yeah, yeah, just don't try millions. to put it all that's in one category so yeah. but yeah um so yeah, so what what made you want to start posting like your surgeries on social media? Um, was that because you want like to show people more about it, or what was your reason for that? Yeah, basically that was it. I mean, um, just I just wanted to show people before and after pictures, and then from the before and after pictures, uh, people wanted to see how the surgery was done, and so I started uh, using Snapchat to show the operations as they were happening. And that's when the, that's when it really exploded. That's when um, you know people wanted more and more. It, it, it's kind of like you know when you watch Grey's Anatomy or you see surgery in TV or movies, you never really get to see the good stuff. You only see the doctors in their masks, patients going in, patients coming out. Right. But you don't really see the actual cutting, sewing, and you know the blood and guts and the the the, the real you know see how the sausage is made, so to speak. So mm-hmm. Snapchat was the first time people had the opportunity to really see it uh, and uh, and uh, that's that kind of that, that drove the brand drove the practice led to the to the phenomenal growth of my own, my own business okay cool so um so yeah man I, I definitely know like me seeing you posting that stuff on social media that really you know made you a, a, a figure and I, and I, you know, a lot of people started to hear about you for the first time. And, um, yeah. even when, you know, um, you know, a lot of us started knowing about surgery, you know, people were saying, yeah, yeah Dr. Miami, that's the, um, he's the guy that does all the, all the famous people's surgeries. And then, you know, we yeah. started seeing you on TV and all that. And I was like, yeah. I'm like, man, but it seems like it was a lot of, um, people gave you a lot of, criticism as like you're the reason that these women are um you know getting all these different surgeries and you know why are you doing this but i mean you can't that's your job though and that's what you went to school to do so it's like (laughs) i don't understand why people would criticize you you know what what the tv show showed i hope is that it's like regular people having surgery it's not like all celebrities it's just it's just your it's just moms and sisters wives you know that you know after they have babies or they don't they're not comfortable with their breast size or whatever it is you know it's 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 an okay thing to do it's common and you don't have to be ashamed about it right you know? um so i i hope that and it's not just me now there's literally hundreds of plastic surgeons on social media yeah and a conversation a little bit and made people more accepting of it um, and if you don't want to have plastic surgery, that's fine too. You know, it's not nothing wrong. It's not you don't have to shame anybody whether they want to have it or they don't want to have it. So, um, 
again, I hope the social media has helped the discussion in that direction. Most definitely. Um, and I also read that you um, you wrote a children's book titled um, "My Beautiful Mommy." Yeah. Um, that was that was that was that was before all the social media stuff. That was just to allow moms to explain to their kids uh, what surgery they were having, so that the kids wouldn't be scared. Right. You know, because if you're if you imagine from the eyes of a six or seven year old girl, a mother's going in for surgery. And she comes out bandaged. Maybe she looks different afterwards. She can't take her to school. She can't, you know, like there's a recovery process. For a little kid, it's very frightening. So I wrote a, a children's book that uh, the parent can read to their kid before they have surgery so that the kid knows what to expect. Right. The child's not scared, has it? Yeah, that's awesome, man. I mean, yeah, I mean, as a parent, you got to be able to talk to your kids about certain things and. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you might say they're too young to know. It's a conversation you have to have, you know, because otherwise they get scared and they fill in the blanks with who knows what in their mind. Right. Yeah, Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, So, yeah, so um, I know people that are against plastic surgery say, well, just eat right, just exercise. You don't need plastic surgery. I guess, you know, as far as getting on with uh, liposuction and different things like that. Um. But is there, like, are there times where like somebody will come to you, or you would you just know like you just you need plastic surgery? Like, is there ways? Is there things that exercise can't really do for everyone? Or yeah, yeah, you know for what I'm sure, saying? for sure. You know, it's it. There's a lot of things. For example, if you have extra skin, there's no op, there's no there's no exercise in the gym that's going to get rid of extra skin. And mm-hmm. you, whether it's from weight loss or you just have loose skin, that's not going away from gym. Um, if your breasts are too big or too small, well, there's no exercise in the gym for a woman. There's no machine that a woman can exercise her breasts to make them smaller if they're you know, weighing on her back and her shoulders. Right. And, and also there's no way to make her breasts bigger if she, if she, if she doesn't throw out her dresses or bikinis. So those, those and, and a woman who's had babies, if her muscles have spread apart, from the uterus expanding. She has what's called a diastasis. Sometimes women will look pregnant even when they're not pregnant because the muscles have been torn or separated apart. There's no way to fix that in the gym. No matter how many sit-ups you do, the muscles will get stronger, but they'll never come together again. The only way to fix that is with surgery by sewing the muscles back where they were. So, um, yeah, you know, and same thing for facelifts. I mean, there's there's no way to work out to make your you know to make your jowls go away or to lift your skin so those are all legitimate you know reasons to have plastic surgery for the right person yeah and i know um i guess that's this would be the same thing as plastic surgery like i know women like you were saying about the breast reduction and women would they say their yeah. breasts are too big like because you, you like you said that's that weighs down on their back right like that can cause yeah, problems it can be life-changing it can be really I mean, I've had so many patients, you know, uh, so grateful that, that, you know, it's like, imagine every time you went to run, you had, you know, 10, 15 pounds on each side of your chest, you know, right. and you have to wear two or three sports bras to hold them back. It's, it's, it's debilitating. And then when you make them normal size, they can suddenly go to the gym and exercise and do all the things everybody else was doing. Um, that's, that's almost miraculous, you know? 
Right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's a lot of things that, like you said, exercise can't fix everything. And sometimes you do. I mean, yeah. people have surgeries all the time. Or where where there's plastic surgery or the surgery in general, like sometimes people need surgery yeah. to fix problems they have that they can't they can't do nothing yeah. about. Like unless they get surgery. Exactly. So exactly. That's and that's and that's what that's the message that I hope people take away. Yeah, and I and I think people just look at just the plastic the plastic surgery thing as just. Like they just see that part, but they don't see like the other things that maybe you know plastic surgeons can do to help people health wise, and they just look at that one thing that they see on TV. But there's plenty of other things that you know oh, lots you yeah, and other people sure. can help out with. Um, sure. So um, so how how much does it cost to get like a surgery from Doctor Miami, or like how do you schedule an appointment? You gotta. Are you, I know yeah, you're so, pretty booked all yeah, the time. Just, yeah, just, just Google Dr. Miami um, to come up on Google. Uh, but it's but DrMiamiConnect.com is a place people go. If you're interested, I'll fill out a form, uh, basic health information. Um, but they can send me pictures that I can look at and see if you're a good candidate for surgery. Prices vary depending on the procedure you want. Right. Um, our most popular procedure is uh, like a tummy tuck. Uh, it's about uh, nine ten thousand dollars. Uh, you can do a butt lift for thirteen thousand dollars, where we take fat from the areas of the body you don't want it and put it in the butt. Um, you do combination procedures. I mean, a plastic surgery is expensive. It's a luxury item, you know. But yeah, it, but it can really it can really change people's lives for the better. So everybody's got to think about whether the risks benefits make sense for them. But if you need to get a hold of me. You can Google Dr. Miami. You can follow me on Instagram, The Real Dr. Miami. Snapchat, same thing. TikTok, The Real Dr. Miami. With a DR abbreviated, the letter DR instead of Dr. Okay. That's awesome. All right. So, um, so when it comes to like the, your procedure, I know what you was um talking about the, the, the association that you're in, um, you know, yeah. spreading the word about having safe surgeries um so what does the procedure include i know i've been i've been told of i've heard like removing what fat from different areas of your your body is i guess is that the best way instead of doing like the silicone implants or something like that yes instead of of silicone implants you take uh uh, you take fat from the areas of the body you don't want it usually it's the love handles tummy arms thighs Take the fat out. We isolate it. Antibiotics do it. Inject it into the sculpt it. Um, surgery takes about three and a half hours. I mean, about two weeks off of work to recover. Right. Um, and you you can go to our website, the World Association of Gluteal Surgeons. It's glutealsurgeons.org. And there's a you know, uh, like I said, 150 or so at least doctors names on there. Find someone near you in the country or your city. Okay. Um, so how long, I know, like, are there, like, any, um, side effects when it comes to, like, the, um, you know, the butt lifts and just different plastic surgeries? Are there, like, any side effects uh, patients expect to receive after the fact, or is this? the, the, The procedure itself has risk during the surgery. After the surgery, um, I mean, th- theoretically, you get infections, uh, hematoma, you know, bleeding, uh, seroma is this fluid under the skin where the um, fat was taken. Those are all um, complications. They're mostly minor complications. 
um, and treatable. Right. You know, I've done thousands. No one's ever died in my practice. Thank God, you know. Oh, most um, definitely, man. <laughs> yeah, but, but uh, you know, but everything has risk, and certainly it's something that you need to, uh, everybody needs to research for themselves. See if it makes sense for them. Right. And that, that leads me to my next question. Like, has there... I mean, I know plenty of people tell you what their problems are and what can you do to help them, you know, to fix them. Has there is there anybody you told like, man, I don't think you really need plastic surgery or turn them oh, away yeah. or you know? Yeah, that's a good question. But yes, the lots of patients, I've lots and lots, um, lots and lots of patients I turn away, um, mostly for health reasons. Right. Either physically they're not healthy or psychologically they're not healthy. Um. But yeah, I would say about fifteen percent of the people that ask me for surgery, I turn away mm-hmm. for various reasons. I mean, I don't operate on people who have any medical problems whatsoever, so no diabetes, no high blood pressure, no anemia, all that stuff. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, and this is like a random question right here. Uh, this is something that I I've read and I found out about you. Do you uh have like a record label or I know I know you recorded a song before? <laughs> yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> What's the name so, of I it? Do have a, I do have a record label. Um, we we did put out uh, a few artists uh, a couple of years ago, and I did I uh, record a song that made it to the uh, Billboard dance charts. Okay. Right now, the music is uh, it's on hold. Personally, I don't I, don't, I haven't recorded anything in a while. I'm signed any artists lately, but it's just a hobby. Um, it's nice to, to reach a, a place in your life where you can kind of just do things for fun, exactly, and not have to not have to like hustle. Uh, you know, and if it, if it works, it works, but you don't, you know, it's like a, like a hobby. Um, and that's great. And it took a lot of years to get here, but, um, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you're out there growing a small business, just keep working, you know, just, uh, I, I like to tell people you have to hustle till you don't have to introduce yourself anymore. Yeah. You know, exactly. it takes a long time, but, and then you can do fun things. You know, you don't have to necessarily make like if you have a passion for music, but your business is something else, you can do that other business and then you do, do your passion on the side. Right. You don't have to make your passion your main business. You know, sometimes it takes too many years for that to hit or maybe it never hits, but you still got to support a family and make a living and everything else. So do something that you know you're good at, that you, you can uh, you know provide a living and then once you know, once you reach a certain level, you can always pursue your passion in other ways. So, most definitely, bro. Like that's the real good thing you just said. And like yeah. I meant to ask you this earlier in the um in the podcast. Like I know you got your own what firm, and you know you got your own practice. Um, yeah. like how hard was it? Like after you you know, fifteen years of schooling, like how hard yeah. was it for you to actually get that building and have your own firm uh, and do that, man? Was, I, I know it's a long it, story, it, but it takes can... a lot. It, it takes <laughs> yeah. a lot. I mean. I remember, remember, this is after medical school and after seven years of residency, which is like basically you, you work for not a lot of money at all. You're a doctor, but you're basically a student doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was $95,000 in debt. Um, I had uh, two kids at the time, maybe the third on the way. And the first nine months into my practice, I didn't take home a paycheck. So you can imagine what that was like um yeah i mean it's 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 a long road and there's but you know you gotta 
keep your eye on the prize and, and be able to see long term. You know? Right. You know, you can't some people get messed up because they think if they don't make it by the time they're twenty five, it's, uh, it's it's not gonna happen. Or they think that life after thirty isn't worth living. That's not true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but when you're when you're seventeen, eighteen, that's how you know, anybody over thirty is like ancient. Anybody with kids is like a grandpa, mm-hmm. you know. But if you look at things like that, you're you're not gonna you're not gonna have the right attitude or the ability to delay your gratification to get to where you really want to be. Because you will one day be thirty, you will be forty, you will be fifty. You know, you'll either be fifty and successful or you can be fifty and, and you know you know, still still trying to make it uh, like you were seventeen, you know. So right. that's what I tell my kids anyway. Yeah, and I can agree because I know, you know, sometimes some things that we can do wrong is try to put, um, I guess, like benchmarks on certain things or like, you know, at this age, I want to do this. And you're doing a lot, to, you know, to try to set your goals. Like you want to set goals, but, you know, when it comes to trying to do things at a certain age, sometimes that's not the right way to approach it. You just want to. That is not the right way. Exactly. It's yeah. not the right way. You're right. You don't, don't set because your success doesn't have a time schedule, you know what I mean? You you right. don't you can't control all the variables that go into it. So you can't set it like that. What you can do is look at it like a basketball game. You got four quarters, you know? Mhm. Right? So like the first quarter you're in school, you know, you're you're trying to figure out where you're going second quarter, halftime, third quarter. You don't want to fall too far behind in the first half. That's what I'm saying. Right. So a lot of kids you know, they, oh, I'll catch up later. Mm-mm. If you're down 40 points at halftime, it's going to be a lot. There's not enough time left in the game, you know? Exactly. So, pace yourself a little bit, you know? Stay in the game, you know? Stay in the game. Get, try to get ahead. Try to get a lead even, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, playing from behind, you know, even watching sports games, you know, when people, when a team going to come from behind, it's hard to do that, man. You just want to stay. It's hard. Just stay, it's at, hard. stay, at, stay in the game, like you said, and just keep working at it's it. Hard. Yeah, it's hard, but you got to put the work in. Exactly. Put the work in. Put the work in early in the game so that you have a lead. Facts. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes we judge success as like, you know, how much money you have or how many cars you drive, how many houses that you have, and but success can be any, any, I guess. Level you any get metric, to. Yeah, any level you want. Listen, if you if you are making an honest living and you're supporting a family, you're successful. That's that's the only that's the only metric that you should use. I mean, you can look at so many celebrities in Hollywood. The list is on and on. They, they, you know, their marriages are fall apart. They're alcoholics. You know, they they're in and out of rehab. They got all the cars and all the houses and all the money in the bank, and to me anyway, and to most people, they're, they're not successful, right? right. How, how, do you, how do you call that? If you're in and out of rehab and you got three kids that you can't only see once a month and your ex-wife won't talk to you, I mean, like, how is that, how is that success? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and you, you got people don't think about that when they're 18 or 20, you know? But if you don't plan for success, you don't plan uh, and keep things in balance, you know, you're going to end up in a place you don't want to be. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The way I look at success is, you know, 
just being happy at where you're at at, at a certain point in your life, yeah. like, that's yeah, being so happy. Be, be, even, even by say, let's say be happy. Let's say you're, you're measure success as being happy. There's nobody who's, who's, who's an alcoholic or on drugs that's hit rock bottom going to rehab. Can, they can't be happy. Exactly, you yeah. Know? And we see so many so many celebrities and, 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 and even athletes sometimes, and it's like, you know, they, you think that they have everything, but obviously they're not happy. So you got to figure out what makes you happy, and uh, you know, and and without any drugs, without any alcohol, you gotta you gotta get happy with life. Yeah, you gotta get high off life, man. Like for yeah, real. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, man. That's that's great, man. Um, so this is this is a question that I ask all of my guests. Um, you know, the podcast is called Capturing the World, um, but. My question to you is, how did you plan on capturing the world? Oh, man, I, I, I think that's too big. A... <laughs> <laughs> that's like capturing the moon, you know, like. Right. And despicable me. I can't, can't capture the world. What you could try to do is, 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 um, is uh, make a happy little space for yourself and your family. And that's about, you know, the world is too big to capture I, I can't even think in those terms right but i will say this if you do if you do something well and you can um show people what you do and, and turn people on to it you'll find that that the world will 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 respect you and will come to you yeah you know what i mean it's not about you conquering or taking things it's about you just you know putting out energy and a vibe and a, and a, that that is meaningful that people want to be a part of or want to share with and you help people that help you and like i said you can stay in one place you can capture the world without ever leaving your house without exactly. ever leaving your town exactly you know when you do something good people will come to it right and like the way i look at it is you know you might help one person two people ten a hundred however many people yeah Man, you know those people can send that energy somewhere else, and they can help. They want to help somebody else, and just it's like a chain yeah. reaction. You know what I'm saying? Wherever and wherever you do in life, just make sure yeah. it's about making others happy, and this you know just find your place in this world, and just you know um, just spread that positive energy around everywhere you go, and just and that energy will go out to different people, and it'll be like a chain reaction, like I said. So, and um, you know I commend you for what you do, man, and by me just talking to you today you know, really help me to understand what this, you know, this field is about. Because like I, I was telling you earlier, a lot of people talk bad about, you know, plastic surgeons and, you know, how, and it, it might be because, you know, it might, it might be bad experiences. And, but what you're doing is trying to shed light on, you know, what it is and how to do it right and how to approach it the right way and give people more information about it. So, like you said, that's the age of social media. There's a lot of information that's, that's out there that we can find out for ourselves about certain things. And research is very important. So, and you're putting that information out there for everybody to know. So, I definitely commend you for that, man. I appreciate all the work you have done, all the whole work, all the hard work you put into your craft, man. And just keep just keep going forward, man. You've done a lot of good things. So, I, I um, you know, wish you much success, you know, in your career going going forward. So, thank you. Yeah, now definitely. Thank you very much. I'll, Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. No problem, man. Um, yeah, definitely learned a lot, and 
I'm pretty sure our listeners have learned a lot as well. Um, but one, one last thing, um, where can all your, where can um, I know all listeners find you on social media and, and your website and everything? One more time. Sure, it's it's, it's real simple. Just it's just if you just Google Doctor Miami, it should come right up. Um, okay. But you can follow me on social media, the real Doctor Miami. Uh, you know, on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, um, and my website. You just go to drmiamiconnected.com with just Doctor abbreviated Dr. You got it. Okay, excellent, man. So all our listeners, make sure y'all follow him, man. If y'all not already. Um, you know, for all our people that want to be surgeons, you know, plastic surgeons, just any type of doctor in general, that's um, you know, make sure you just put the work in, and it takes a lot of a lot of hard work and, and sweat and blood and tears to get you know getting this filled. So, that's anything you want to do, man. That's keep moving forward, and just know that you know you can be you can be wherever you want to be in life. So let's keep pushing forward. And um, yeah, Doctor Miami, uh, thank you again for having for being on our podcast. And um, I wish you much success, man. This is episode 26 of the Caption World Podcast. And this is David Carmichael II. Y'all have a good one, man. We out. Peace. Thank you. you too. Peace. Have a great weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God bless you. Bye-bye. Miami. Uh, uh, South Beach. Bringing the heat. Uh. <laughs> Can y'all feel that? Can y'all feel that? Jig it out. Uh. Here I am in the place where I come let go In Miami, the base and the sunset low Every day like a Mardi Gras Everybody party all day, no work, all play, okay? So we sip a little something, lay the rest to spill Me and Charlie at the bar, running up a high bill Nothing less than ill, when we dress to kill Every time the ladies pass, they be like Can y'all feel me? All ages and races, real sweet faces Every different nation, Spanish, Haitian, Indian, Jamaican Black, white, Cuban, or Asian I only came for two days of playing, but every time I come, I always wind up staying. This the type of town I can spend a few days in Miami, the city that keeps the roof blazing. Party in the city where the heat is on all night on the beach till the break of dawn. Welcome to Rainstorms ain't nothing to mess with, but I can't feel a drip on the strip. It's a trip. Ladies have dress full of your quip, and they be screaming out. So I'm thinking I'ma scoop me something hot in this south. Summer rain-gay melting pot. Hottest club in the city, and it's right on the beach. Temperature, get to ya, it's about to reach. 500 degrees in the Caribbean seas with the hot mommies screaming. Every time I come to town, they be spotting me. In the drop, Bentley ain't no stopping me. So cash in your dough and flow to this fashion show. Pound for pound, anywhere you go. Yo, ain't no city in the world like this. And if you ask how I know, I got to plead the fell. Is the city that we know don't sleep And we all know that LA and Philly stay jiggy But on the snake, Miami bringing heat for real Y'all don't understand I never seen so many Dominican women with cinnamon tans Mira, this is the plan Take a walk on the beach, draw a heart in the sand Give me your hand, damn you look sexy Let's go to my yacht in the West Keys Ride my jet skis, lounge under the palm trees Cause you gotta have cheese for the summer house Peace on South Beach Water so clear you can see to the bottom Hundred thousand dollar cars, everybody got them Ain't no surprise in the club to see Slides alone, Miami, my second home. Miami. Party in the city where the heat is on all night on the beach to the break of dawn. Welcome to Miami.